One final preview before this game against Nichols State. Uh, TCU, can they bounce back in a big way? Man, we hope so. What do we want to see from the defense? All that and more coming up next. This is Locked On Horn Frogs. You are Locked On Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. That's right. Locked on Horn Frogs. Frogs take on Nichols State Saturday night at 7 p.m. That game on ESPN+. We're doing something fun today. It's called TCU Fan Corner. We've done this in the past. Um, and I'm always open to people coming on. I come from a radio background, so I'm used to having like callers on shows. And uh, if you want to do a show with me, you can hit me up in the YouTube comments. Tweet at me at Steven. We'll get it going. But next to me is Richard Berry. Richard reached out to me. Um, I guess about a week ago, and he said, hey, I'd love to see more just interaction with people kind of in this format. And so uh, we got this going today. So, Richard, I guess for the people, um, what's your what's your TCU journey? Like, how did you become a fan? What's your background? And uh, when did you start following the team closely? Well, for me, I grew up in a small town just west of Fort Worth in Mineral Wells. And I didn't really pay a whole lot of attention to college football up until – Maybe that 2010 season when they when they shocked in the bowl game and and then we had uh, I was in the military so I was deployed just about every football season and you mm. get three you get three channels and mostly with the three channels it's either the game of the week or, or news or, or weather so 2014 is I wasn't deployed I happened to be in Jacksonville Florida where I lived for eight years and I just happened to catch the magic success of that season just watched them run and. Trevon Boykin and how he he really kind of took over the TCU school and, and mm-hmm. man they were just dominating. Unfortunately, the Baylor game and then obviously they got snubbed. And, but ever since then, I paid really really close attention. I was getting out of the military in 2016, so I was able to and I lock into fandom. I was a huge Dallas Cowboys fan, so it was hard to pay attention to TCU and Dallas because Dallas has so much media coverage. Right and. Uh, one of the things that led me to your podcast was is last year obviously the team had great success and i was looking for more neutral coverage i didn't want the flash in the can like hey you know tcu can win if they do this or or you know they they really suck like really a lot of people on a lot of podcasts would say is like they're not for real so i found your podcast and i was able to listen to it and it was pretty unbiased you had a really really uh, neutral opinion of the team and how they were doing and and what you would expect i mean obviously we didn't see what was going to happen with georgia right and um yeah it was a huge letdown with the michigan game being the highlight of that season mm-hmm. and then you know last week you know we had uh colorado on deck and they uh unfortunately they they didn't they didn't pull through and, and for whatever reason you know they just didn't seem like they kind of were up to the challenge and you didn't really see that coming I did, especially yeah. with Johnny Hodges talking. So, but. yeah, I was surprised too. I was surprised at the fact that they were so uh, caught off guard. Um, but now we we turn our attention to this game, and we'll, we won't focus too much on the opponent. But I guess, and I was I was talking about this with Michael Pevia um, on Friday, one of Friday's shows. But uh, what do you want to see from the Frogs, especially defensively, like outside of the final score, just hopefully being a, a big win. Um, what do you want to see differently from this team this week after that loss to uh, to Colorado last weekend? Well, <clears throat> we know it's at home. So one of the things that I would like to see is, is 
last week you're at home. Last week you had a lot of pre-snap penalties on offense. So can that get cleaned up? Can you come out there, run your fast offense, which is something mm-hmm. that was being practiced, you know, in the offseason? Can you run the fast mm-hmm. offense? Can you not have the pre-snap penalties? And does it look good? Can Chandler throw the deep ball? Can he drop it in the bucket? And really just kind of break away from the intermediate passes. I'm not sure what the coaches are willing to show because they enter a Big 12 play the following week. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, honestly, even with the bad TCU years, you know, TCU – generally takes care of these teams with you know 50 to 7 50 to 17 depends on who's playing at the end of the game and I just really want to see some development from the the pre-snap penalties and then just tackling you shouldn't be missing tackles against this team now they're going to have some athletes like everybody but you should really see it should just be domination that's what I'm expecting to see just total domination and no real no real mental errors in the defense that should be cleaned up it's been preached this week to be cleaned up and if we see that result, then maybe we could see how the team talks about fixing those errors. Maybe they can actually fix them instead of talk about how they need to fix them, which is what mm-hmm. showed up in the Colorado game, really. Yeah, Richard made a good point uh, just now that I want to see how this plays out because I, I was talking about the fact that I'd really like to see some more uh, pressures from the defense, like blitzes, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. But you also have to realize, as Richard was saying, um, this is the type of opponent that maybe you play more of a base kind of vanilla scheme just because Houston's next week. You don't want to show everything that you have in the bag. So I, I'm sure it's a mix, but I think at the same time, like they have to find a way to uh, feel good about, you know, bringing pressure from different angles because they didn't do that super well against Colorado. Um, okay, so turning our attention to Sunny Dykes for a second. Obviously last year, you know, really couldn't have gone better aside from, winning a Big 12 title and, and beating Georgia. You couldn't ask for anything more than, than what happened. Um, people have brought up this week, this is now three out of their last four that they've lost. If you go back to last season, which I, I think it's kind of tough because every every year is different. But, um, Richard, have you lost any faith in in this coaching staff or in Sunny Dyke specifically over the last few games? Or do you just feel like this is, you know, a weird stretch with a, obviously a long offseason in between and, and they can they can turn this thing around. I believe this is something that we expected to see last year. You know, with a new coach coming in, yeah. we expected to see <clears throat> pre-snap penalties. We expected to see adversity, maybe not with Colorado in week one the way they were last year. We expected to see some adversity, Big 12 play, and it just didn't happen. So we were spoiled from the word go. You know, the mm-hmm. team started off. It was kind of shaky. I know some of the listeners have mentioned that uh, Quentin Johnson was not really a factor until the Kansas game. And, you know, I can, I can agree with that. You know, I didn't really see him being <clears throat> a huge factor. And then he had the Kansas game and, and he took off from there. The thing about last year's team that people default to is that, you know, they were really experienced and they were together a really long time. I know some listeners have alluded to that and I just kind of wanted to bring that up as well. You know, they were together for four, four years or so mm-hmm. and they were disciplined and ready that previous coaching regime they were a disciplined coach so yeah and I mean the uh Sonny's talked about that too like just the fact that that was a that was a really player-led leadership group like they as you said they have been through a lot together um they kind of been through uh some fires together with just the the coaching staff overhaul and some losing seasons and so when they got the opportunity to with something in front of them to go be great they really 
took it by the by the horns and said, okay, we're going to hold each other accountable. I don't know if maybe this team is still kind of developing that as we get early in the season. Um, it's one of those things that you, you can't really teach. It just has to be there. So hopefully some of those intangible qualities um, will continue to to get better and develop as the season goes on. Okay, when we come back, I'm going to do a quick ad read here, and then uh, we're going to talk with Richard about what did he like or dislike from Chandler Morris on um, Saturday and just kind of his initial thoughts of his performance. This is Locked on Horn Frogs. It's your team every day. All right, I want to briefly talk to you about LinkedIn, and then we'll get right back to Richard here. Uh, LinkedIn, if you need to hire people, if you own a small business, go to LinkedIn Jobs today. Um, you can add your job to their hashtag hiring frame and your LinkedIn profile and spread the word that you are making a hire. They have simple tools like screen questions to make it easy to focus on candidates with the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you want to interview and hire. You don't have to waste time with LinkedIn. They make it simple for you. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Again, that's linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions do apply. Uh, it's the place to go if you need to hire somebody. Everybody knows LinkedIn. Um, huge brand name. LinkedIn Jobs slash college. We thank them for being a sponsor of the Lockdown Network. All right, so uh, we're talking with Richard Berry, doing a little TCU fan corner segment today. So we talked about the defense uh, and the coaching staff. Chandler Morris, uh, from a stats perspective, pretty good game. Um, turned the ball over a couple times, which is not ideal, not the best completion percentage. But I guess just your overall thoughts, um, Richard, from from Chandler's first, first game in a year, really, where he's been the, the full-time starter for this team. I think what you can take away from it is that he did get better as the game went on. Yeah, he didn't take as many chances as we'd like to or complete the deep balls, but he seemed to settle in at the very beginning of the game. He was missing some receivers and <clears throat> overthrowing, underthrowing, however. And I know the tight ends bailed him out quite a bit in the intermediate passing game. So but he did settle in. The Travis Hunter pick, I mean, you're going to give props to Colorado. They they come in and they showed out, and they uh, they took care of business. So, But – Every team's not going to have a Travis Hunter, uh, but they will have their they will have good players. So, but mm-hmm. he did seem to settle in, and he even ran for a touchdown in that game. So maybe a little bit of confidence. And to be honest, he never really was uh, in any big games prior to that. You think you know the Baylor game? He came in with yeah. no expectations. He had uh, there was no wins or loss. The season was pretty much gone. So he come mm-hmm. in with no expectations. He showed out, did really really well. And then last year, with all the expectations, he showed up against Colorado. And um, essentially, you know, he got hurt, but he wasn't doing too great before then. So mm-hmm. I think it was big for him to kind of build on the performance he has. So if he comes out and he's pretty clean and is able to complete some deep throws, I think we're going to be all right. You know, you got to get into Big 12 play. and You look across the Big 12, outside of Oklahoma, maybe beating somebody – what was it, 70 or 80 to nothing? 76 nothing, yeah. yeah. I mean, really, who, who stood out to you? Who really did well? I didn't really see anything that was uh, threatening, so it's kind of yeah. up for grabs. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't see anything that was that was huge. UCF and Cincinnati took care of business in their kind of you know early season warm-up opponent as well. Um, and then Texas won by a couple scores against Rice. But um, overall, I, I think there's certainly a lot of time 
with uh, the Big 12 for things to, to shake out. Um, yeah, I, you know, I liked what Chandler did. I think there's obviously a lot of room for growth. You're totally right. Not everybody's going to have a Travis Hunter. Won't see that guy again this year, hopefully, which is which is really good. Um, you talked about him running for a touchdown, and I thought that was a huge moment in the game. I hope they do that more, Richard. I know he's not – I mean, he's not Max. He's not a tank. Like, he's not a guy that's going to take it 10 or 15 times. But if teams are going to continue to crash down on those running backs – uh, his ability to just pull the ball and run. I mean, he's he's not a burner, but he's a decent athlete. So are you in agreement? Do you want to see him use his legs a little bit more maybe as, as the year goes on? Yeah, obviously you don't want to see him use his legs in the next game. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I would like to see – dude, basically what he did there, maybe pull it two or three times. you got to run him back. You know, Monty Bailey, he showed out too. He was nothing mm-hmm. short of exceptional. He uh, – he was really, really good. I think Trey Sanders is your your short your short yardage guy. So, yeah, I mean, don't don't let it be known that he's a running quarterback. That way, when they crash on the running, you know, crash down on the running back, that he's gone. He's out, you know, he's out the back door essentially, and scoring a touchdown or getting the easy first down. So, I kind of like the way his role may be in the sense that just a little bit of running, sprinkle it in when you need it. I mean, he's going to probably be a little nervous, but I think that cleared cleared a lot of that up with his with a little bit of runs that he did and that touchdown against Colorado. So, Yeah. And I'd love to see him spread the ball around. I hope, I hope Savion Williams has a better game just for his like confidence level. Um, it, it wasn't his best effort on Saturday. And I know really all the receivers um, sort of struggled in, in different capacities. Dalen Wright had a nice game. JP Richardson did as well, but uh, hopefully they are able to, to get the ball out to different players and get them in space. Um, I, I got one more break here. And then when we come back, we'll close up with, okay, Richard, you know, what are your expectations moving forward? We'll do that next year in Lockdown Horn Frogs. FanDuel, if you're looking to make some money uh, this NFL season, start betting on FanDuel. Were, were you sitting there last night and you thought before that game, Chiefs are banged up. I think, you know, the Lions are going to win this. Well, you should have gone to FanDuel, downloaded the app, made some money off it. Um, if you put as little as $5 down, and this is if you go to FanDuel.com slash lockdown. That's FanDuel.com slash lockdown. You can get $500 in bonus bets uh, guaranteed. You can also get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. It's the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use. You can bet on everything from spreads to player props and more. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with an offer you don't want to miss. FanDuel is an official partner of uh, the NFL. Okay, so before we go here, uh, Richard, I don't know what your expectations were before the season, but have, have they changed any after this game in Colorado, or are you in the camp that they can bounce back in a huge way and, and still get this done? I think the biggest thing for me was just being able to build programs. You know, <clears throat> I believe that when TCU hit the field against Colorado, they had kind of thought that maybe they were a little too good for Colorado. You can't, you can't meet the level of the program success of, Alabama, Georgia, and you don't have the players to do it yet. But how you get those players is you continue to win. So my expectation was at least a nine-win season uh, at the minimum to be able to retain some of those recruits that are on the fence. You know, you say, okay, maybe they did take a little bit of a step back. And, you know, they're still a really, really good team. They're a well-coached program. And nine wins is nothing to, you know, to really shake a stick at. So essentially, you know, you look at nine wins and you be able to bring in, I know 24 has some pretty exciting recruits coming in mm-hmm. and um, you continue to build. But one of the things I'd like to see for this season is, is just 
if Chandler seems a little shaky, you know, lean on that running game. It didn't seem – I don't know how well Colorado's defense is. I guess we'll find out when they get into conference play. They play some pretty good offenses in Pac-12 this year. And they played a really good one, I still believe, in us. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if you got to think for the amount of mistakes that we had, they still put up 42 points. And, you know, Colorado, they just didn't really – they played mistake-free football and they beat you. And uh, yeah. But I'd just like to see them utilize that run a little bit more. I would like to see – I don't know if it was Chandler or the offensive coordinator, but he really, really, really seemed to zone in on trying to pick on Travis Hunter in that game. And I didn't – I was texting some uh, some old coworkers of mine, and I said I didn't really understand why you why you're going to zone in on somebody that has clearly shown he's better than everybody on the field, and and uh, I think this was even after now this is before the interception, the the crazy interception he had, mm-hmm. and you know I was talking to my friends, I was like you know you're going to mess around and you're going to find out, and that's exactly what they ended up doing, and uh, for some, whatever reason they just continued to attack him and. Uh, I'd like to see them, like you said, spread the ball out some more. You don't have to go after their number one guy. You don't have to prove anybody wrong. You know, at the end of the day, you win the game and you didn't target Travis Hunter's side, then who really cares? I mean, you won. You move on. And, uh, you know, there's no real egos that need to be held in check. And I think maybe Sonny might have found, you know, kind of sound like he alluded to maybe there are some egos in the locker room that need to be checked and maybe on the sidelines. So that's kind of the way it seemed on – whenever he had that post game press conference that he was, he was obviously upset about how it went. And, uh, you know, maybe they clean that up and, and just spread the ball out and maybe set Chandler up in the running game instead of trying to force feed something that's not there at the time. Yeah. I think part of that too. Uh, and, and those are all good thoughts. I, I think part of that is Chandler's got to read the field more. You know, he just, there was too much last week where it, it felt like he was just pre predetermined pre uh, meditated on, okay, I got this guy. It's like, this is my read here. Um, and I know they want to get the ball out quick. Like, that's a function of this offense, too. But you have to – I mean, you have to find a way to um, go through your progressions, too, and, and find the guy that's open. All right, awesome. Well, thank you, Richard. Uh, man, we appreciate you having you on the show today. Any final thoughts before we uh, before we get out of here? No, no, no. Thank you, Stephen, for having me. You know, thanks for having a fan corner. I think it's really, really great. The show's doing good. You're picking up subscribers, so – you know, keep it rolling. You're doing a really, really good job, and I'm enjoying the content. And I'm sure everybody else is too. So, thank you. Thank you, Richard. Uh, and thanks everybody listening or watching today. We'll be back Saturday night. I'll have something after the Nickel State game, and then we'll roll along Monday morning as we typically do. It's locked on Horn Frogs. It's your team every day.